Welcome to Janet and Karen Unscripted, where two trailblazers working in the organizing industry showcase humanity, one individual at a time. They discuss habits that contribute to success and share obstacles they are overcoming. Hear unique takes on a wide range of topics related to work and life, giving you permission to set your own trail ablaze. Janet and Karen hope to inspire, motivate, and entertain. So, listen in. All right. Well, today, listeners, um, I want to introduce you to my friend and fellow organizer and co-host of this podcast, Karen Cruzan. Typically, we'll be having other guests, but before we do that, we thought it'd be good for you to get to know us, the people interviewing these guests. So, Karen and I met many years ago at an industry meeting, and one thing that became very apparent to both of us very quickly was that we were kind of always saying what the other person was thinking. So either I would make a comment, and Karen's like, I was just thinking that, or vice versa, of course. Oftentimes, it was kind of more of that challenging or even questioning viewpoint to the general conversation, maybe making us not the cool kids in the club. (laughs) Uh, But it was nice to know that there was somebody who shared some of my my thinking. And so we just kind of, I feel like we just kind of clicked clicked in our our descent. No, we weren't really descent. But anyway, we just kind of clicked. And uh, one thing led to another, and you've kind of possibly already heard our story of how this podcast came to be. But like I said, I we thought it would be good for you to get to know each of us a little bit deeper. So Karen is a licensed therapist and a professional organizer, and she's the creator of Stop the Clutter Cards, which are which is just this really cool card deck that is intended to give you one thing to do uh, daily or weekly, however you want to pace it out, um, and something you can do quickly to help declutter your home. So she's created these Stop the Clutter cards, and she is also the author of a self-help workbook titled Rise Above Your Stuff. Both are available at www.freshstartgroups.com. So, Karen, are you ready for my questions? I'd like to say yes, but I'm a, I'm a little hesitant not knowing what your questions are, so I'll we just are, we are and say yes. <laughs> Okay. And I right. do my disclaimers, I refuse to answer anything I don't want to. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, and as always, we are unscripted, so we don't necessarily, we have not necessarily prepared. I did come up with some questions. Um, just Of course you did. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, but Karen, we, but she doesn't know what they are. All right, Karen, one thing I have always wondered, do you only do therapy within the framework of helping people get more organized Or do you offer therapy in general in addition to your organizing practice? That's a great question, which I I have the answer to. So when I uh, when I first started my career, I started out as a therapist. So I started with kids and families and didn't have anything to do with organizing. And then it was really interesting in doing that because I can think back now to these times when I would think if I could just be in their house, I could help them set up that chore chart or make that process work better. But as a therapist, you can't really do that. So then my career took a bunch of different directions and I got out of mental health. So I thought became an organizer. And um, one of my clients convinced me to do um, 
individual therapy again. So I'd started doing group therapy. I thought this is, will be fine. It'll be easy because I had gotten really burned out. Um, so I thought I'll just do clients where it's about organizing. I'm only going to take therapy clients where it's related to that, whether they have a hoarding disorder, or ADHD, anxiety or depression, but it has to be that. And then, you know, I didn't really monitor the inflow so well. And I just, I started seeing other people um, who had other, other symptoms of anxiety and depression and ADHD. They might be perfectly organized or it might be a little bit, but that really wasn't the, what they wanted to talk about. So now I have pretty much a general group of adults. Um, some have organizing problems and some don't. Okay. Okay. Very good. Is your practice um, 50-50? Is, mm -hmm. you know, it's creeping. It's so creeping. I started out, I was doing like 80% um, organizing and probably 20% therapy. And over the last three years, I think it's crept up. And now with COVID-19 and not going into anyone's homes, I am 100% doing therapy and I have a full load and I'm going to get back to hands-on organizing. And I just... I'm not sure how that mix is going to look, but before COVID hit, I was probably 60-40 on the organizing side. And my goal in all of it is to keep a balance that keeps me from getting burned out on either end. I, I love the mix. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's one thing. Um, I don't do therapy or anything like that, but I'm a consultant and a trainer. Mm -hmm. it, I totally get that. I need the mix because if I were to just be doing one thing, I'd get bored with it, burnout. Yeah, something. You need a challenge. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Um, so this is my fun question. Uh -oh. Imagine <laughs> That usually means fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's fun for me and the listeners. Uh -huh. uh, imagine you are speaking with an alternate life form. Oh, that yeah. Cannot, <laughs> that cannot understand sentences. They can only understand words given one at a time. Can you share five words that you might use to help this life form understand what you do? So only five words. Only five. Only five. And yes. I can't form them into a sentence. No sentences allowed. All right. So you probably want like verbs. Um, well, I'll take the easy way out. Organize. Grow. Change heal I need one more right right um do, 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 do. experience okay all right so your five words are organize grow change heal and experience sure but you know can I change one of those words you can <laughs> because I can't remember the last time I organized anything. So the first word maybe is declutter. I spend a lot more time decluttering. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Help me and our listeners mm -hmm. understand how you differentiate between organizing and decluttering. So for me, when you're organizing something, you're coming up with categories or processes and you are putting like things together and you're coming up with a way of, you know, like, where do I want to put this so that I can find it when I'm looking for it? That's to me what organizing means. And sometimes, you know, it's finding the container 
it's all in that realm. The decluttering is when there's so much stuff that it's not helpful, um, that people can't find things they want or their um, safety hazards or they're just um, like they can't get to their organizing goals because the volume doesn't fit in the space. And so the decluttering part is helping people um, let go of some of those things so they can reach their organizing goals. And I find that most of my clients are excellent organizers. Interesting. Yep. They don't have trouble with that. It's that the volume has exceeded their ability to organize it. Interesting. Okay. I, I can actually get that. I'm thinking of some family members I know who grew up in the Great Depression area era. So they kept a lot of things, but they were they were organized. They were very organized until they had too many things to stay organized. Right. So Yeah, so I, you see uh, like the bones of organization underneath everything and then you can that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah been an organizer for 20 years and I've never quite I've never really heard heard that what you just shared before so cool thank you you're welcome That's so just my spin your five words then are declutter <laughs> grow change heal and experience okay I can live with that <laughs> <laughs> good okay um so I think this is probably Falling right in line with our questions, can you help us understand how you combine the fields of professional organizing and licensed therapy? And you're allowed to use full sentences now. Oh, what a gift. Yeah, so it looks different for everyone, and my biggest challenge is always trying to explain kind of the options of how it could look. So I have clients that are 100% organizing clients. So I go to their house, and you do what you think an organizer would do. Then I have clients that are 100% therapy clients, and they do what you would think. They come to the office, or they did, and now they're on teletherapy. They, you know, sit down in a therapy office, and we have a session, and, and they're completely separate entities. Then I have some clients who do both of those. They come into the office for therapy and they we organize at home. And then I have other clients where it's a blend of, you know, we might have a two-hour session and the first one is a sit-down therapy session. And then we get up and we start working on things um, in the house. And in ideally, there's a blending of the two things. So I know a lot about them through therapy. I know their struggles with decision-making, problem-solving, um, letting things go. And so I use what we've talked about and help them go through the experience. And so like if anxiety rises, I might remind them of some tools that they have. Um, so that's when they're both my therapy and organizing client. I have lots of clients that are in therapy with somebody else or aren't in therapy and I have to, um, I can't overstep my bounds. So my licensing requirements and my ethics are that if they haven't hired me as a therapist, I'm not their therapist. I'm still a social worker. Um, so I can still talk about um, some things and kind of guide them to um, deeper issues, but it's not necessarily my job to help them. Uh, figure it out or resolve it. Okay. That is just fascinating to me, Karen. Like my <laughs> mind's a little bit blown. I love the idea um, of of the blended practice where you're doing therapy mm -hmm. with the person as well as the in-home organizing services for them. I just, I cannot imagine the value you are bringing into um, 
yeah, into that session because of wearing both of those hats. Yeah. And the thing that would make it, you know, kind of my dream of how it would work is if um, the boundaries of insurance funding were different, right? Or if people had unlimited income. So if you have <laughs> unlimited income, right, you can say, I'm hiring you as both. And then I come to your house and we're doing, we could be doing both at the same time, therapy and organizing, and it blends and it weaves and it just, if, it takes on a life of its own, how the process helps somebody grow and change. But with insurance regulations, I can't bill for that, <laughs> that blending. I, you know, the therapy has to be separate and distinct and clear. Um, and so it makes uh, sometimes almost this arbitrary line of like, this is our therapy session. Now we're organizing. It doesn't mean I can't do the therapy, but if a client wants therapy and they don't want to pay out of pocket, that's how it has to look in an insurance model. Gotcha. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Do you have, well, yeah, before that, do you know, well, for our listeners, one of the things that you may have read in our podcast description or even heard in our intro was that Karen and I call ourselves trailblazers <laughs> because we are, for me, less so, but we're, we were always kind of, I would say, unicorns in our industry. We were doing something that was not normal. For me, it was business organizing when the majority were doing residential organizing and here Karen's pulling therapy into her organizing practice or, or pulling organizing into her <laughs> therapy practice, whatever you want to call it. Do you find, I am finding for me, there are more and more business organizing professionals out there. Uh, I don't know anybody else who does what you do. I think there are more and more um, mental health professionals becoming organizers. Um, but I don't know of any maybe one who's doing it the way I'm doing it like I think they're using their skill set um, but I think I got to where I am because there's lots of licensing rules and ethics and and I was trying really hard to navigate that and you know stay within the bounds of my profession and my the ethical guidelines um, and and it just sort of came together in this way but I think there are people who are using their backgrounds and, and, and being helpful to people right. with their background, but not calling it therapy. Right. Um, they're not necessarily doing the official therapy appointments, but right. they're pulling, pulling on those skills in right. their organizing practice. Yeah. Yeah. And when I do um, training, every time I do a training, there's almost always one, when I do it for professionals, there's almost always one social worker in the group who comes up to me afterwards and says, I want to be an organizer. How can I do that? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So Karen, I'm curious, have you ever come up with a name to talk about that blended uh, um, service you provide? No. And part of it comes back to the licensing and ethics of it okay. all that I can't separate. Okay. Yeah. And like, I can't call psychotherapy something other than therapy or psychotherapy. There are just rules around that. So that is what it is. And I can't call something else therapy or psychotherapy. So, right. and maybe there is a great term to use. Um, I just haven't come up with it. Well, maybe I found it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> because for the purposes of this and my little, you know, the questions that I had wondered, I've been call I've been writing in my notes, 
therapeutic organizing. So there you go. Feel free to take it. Yeah. The, the reason, um, so I'll nitpick the reason I, that and am it, I allowed to use yeah. that in this podcast or would you rather avoid it? I don't it? think you'll use it after this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I struggle with the, the phrase therapeutic organizing is that you'll hear lots of organizers say that the service is therapeutic and, oh. and it is right. It, it's therapeutic for people, but when I'm doing it and it has another meaning and another layer, and I don't want to muddy the waters either of those other organizers or of what I do, because it get it, it, it takes away, um, the expertise, I guess, and it takes away the word therapy because right. anything can be therapeutic. Right. Yeah. A glass of wine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Listening to our podcast. That's right. Yeah. It is not licensed in any way, shape or form. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to call what you do, <laughs> well, just, yeah, what you yeah, do, what you do, what you do um, we're a sport. What sport would it be? See, but then you're asking me to come up with a name for it, and I don't have one. No. Just liken it to you a mean sport. liken it to an existing sport? Correct. Yes. Um, wow. <laughs> what do I do? It's like ballroom dancing. Oh. Elaborate. I don't know. That so first I was thinking like um um tennis you know, but then I don't know, ballroom dancing here because there's a physical element to it, right? There's strength and finesse and skill. And, and it's kind of a dance because part of my role is I have to push people and challenge them to let things go or see things in a different way, depending on what hat I'm wearing, but it's, it's can be delicate and it can be, um, it's important to not lose sight of, like your partner. So if I'm, if I'm leading that dance, I can't take my client who would be my partner and start whipping them around the room, um, figuratively or metaphorically. <laughs> right. I bet you, you hadn't asked that question, huh? That's a good one. Ballroom you know, dance. I'm going to steal these questions and make you answer them when I do yours. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so I'll try to start thinking. No, no, um, no. You're on the question <laughs> roll now. Uh, the other thing, when you said ballroom dancing, I love everything that you said. You said so much more than where my mind went. <laughs> but the one thing I did think about was how with ballroom dancing, there's this separate entity of where you're learning the skills and you're, you're um, learning the forms and mm -hmm. the techniques and the moves and all of those things. And then there's the execution of it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting it all together and it comes out in this very fluid, beautiful, graceful yeah. dance. So I like it. That was awesome. Good. Hey. Never know what your brain's going to say, do you? <laughs> um, what is one myth that you would like to debunk here about both? Let's just do that. Let's just keep them separate since you're so adamant on this whole insurance thing. <laughs> um, but let's do your one myth that you would like to debunk about therapy. Okay. And one myth that you would like to debunk about organizing or decluttering. 
Okay. So my therapy one, the first one that came to my mind is I would like to debunk the myth that um, it is expensive. Because most people with parity laws, if they have health insurance, they have coverage for mental health services. And the old days of having a percentage are gone. So, you know, the 80 20 back in the day, that doesn't exist anymore. And so copays are flat and defined. And so the highest copay I have ever seen for a session was $30. So granted, that still might be out of the range for some people, but mm -hmm. there are community mental health centers um, that will take people on sliding scales, um, will try to work with people, um, whatever their income level is. So I want to debunk that myth and get okay. everybody into therapy. Um, the organizing myth I would like to debunk, which I hope it already has been debunked, but I'll say it anyway, is that most organizers are not trying to make you get rid of all of your stuff. There are probably some that would maybe subconsciously push you to get rid of more than you want to or to turn you into a minimalist. I think that's the minority of people. I think most of us really want you to meet your goals, whether that's a lot of stuff or a little bit of stuff. I can tell you that is also true in work place organizing. So when I work with people on shared server organization and we're having this work session and we're kind of plowing through folders and files, um, that's one of the first, well, well, we can't delete that because well, <laughs> I'm like, I never said. I hey, right, right. <laughs> it's I'm that fear, kidding. right? That fear it's trigger. It's, and it's just such an innate default thought on yep. our clients that it, it's uncanny. I've never uttered a word about let's go in here and see what we can delete. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. I I wouldn't have thought it in your world, but yes, no, it's true. It's true everywhere in all aspects of organizing. So interesting. Um, I'm gonna yeah, I've got another question, but something it going back to therapy. Yeah. Um, um you you said I'd like to see everyone get into therapy. Well, even before you said yeah. that. I was thinking, um, my guess is therapy is very underutilized. So I'm being very good right here. I don't, I don't have big problems. I don't, I probably have a lot of minor problems. Maybe, you know, <laughs> there's all kinds of things that we carry around and we're not even aware we're carrying around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you recommend for someone like me, someone who seems to be pretty high functioning, fairly successful, you know, healthy family, all of this kind of stuff. Would you recommend therapy for me? No. Okay. Not in this moment, but I would say like, if you go through a stressful life experience or something starts to really bother you, you start having trouble sleeping or you're drinking more, you, you know, just feeling kind of fatigued for a long time that it can't hurt to go. I think it's really helpful to be able to um, just kind of process stuff out loud sometimes just to be able to go, you know, am I on the right track? Am I going in the right direction? Check in with your values to learn why certain things bother you maybe more than, than you think they should. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. There's nothing <laughs> like having you know, a session where you go in and that person listens to you in a way that other people don't, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, that you can't even compare that unless you've done it of what that feels like. It's both scary and exciting at the same time. And it's different than having a good friend, mm-hmm. right? A good friend requires kind of equal give and take, or there should yep. be some balance of give and take. Like I'm going to dump on you, but then either it's your turn to dump yep. on me or, um, or next time it's going to be all you. But when you can just go and you know, I have paid for these ears, yep. it is all mine. I get to be completely selfish with my, with my, with this interaction. Yep. Um, I can, I can appreciate the value in that. And, and that, yeah, just sometimes hearing yourself process things, hearing them come out of your mouth. Yep. All, all, I would guess, Karen, that sometimes all you have to do is just be a friendly face who is listening. And sometimes people get there on their own. Sometimes or, they do. And that's progress on their own. Yeah. And when you watch that, it's just the greatest thing. Cause you're like, be free, you're healed, <laughs> you know, and, and then usually when people are at that point, they might just check in periodically. Um, but yeah, if you want to go, I'll, you know, I'll support you in going. I, you just might not need to, if you don't want to. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't know. Um, so one of the things that Karen and I hope out of this podcast is that our listeners will, will um, feel empowered and uh, entertained if nothing else, but poured into at the end of the day, poured into or given some tools to help them pour into themselves. And I think therapy, what we just talked about is it's okay to be selfish. Um, What you think is selfish, um, what you may think of as selfish to go to therapy, or even if you don't necessarily feel like you need therapy, if you just need to kind of have that selfish time of, I just need one other person to listen to me and not be talking to me about their stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah by all means yeah right you're you're allowed to go to therapy even if you're like me and you're like I don't think I have a lot of big problems right it doesn't have to be a big problem (laughs) sometimes you just want to go and have somebody validate you that they you know that you know you've been heard yeah sometimes when you have poured out to the rest of (laughs) the world you want one person who's going to 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 not demand something from you right so good So when should someone consider the services that you provide, meaning the blended approach of therapy and organizing? Um, I think it's great when somebody has tried other organizers and it hasn't really worked out for them, that there might be either an underlying issue or just a different style and approach that I have. Um, I also think it's good when somebody's dealing with... um, mental health challenges that are impacting it. So people who've been, um, had a history of trauma, um, they're grieving, they are highly anxious or, um, some ADHD maybe that isn't under control, that it can be really helpful to have the, the knowledge base and the skill set at the same time. Um, one of my thing, the things clients tell me all the time is they love my tagline, no judgment, just relief, because that's a big worry, especially when you face mental health challenges and some amount of clutter that, you know, nobody wants people to see what they experience them at their worst, um, in their home and in their head. Oh, wow. No judgment, just relief. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So hopefully people get that. Um, all right, Karen, I've got one final question for you because I'm super curious. 
tell us about the inspiration behind your Stop the Clutter cards and, and how you pulled that all together. Because they're really, really cool. I yeah, wish we could show like them that. to our listeners. So um, I've been thinking about them for a while because especially people with ADHD, it's really helpful to have games and things that are new and interesting and different. And you know, we're always, I'm always talking to clients and I know other organizers do too about like, well, what if you, you know, roll the dice and find five things you can get rid of? Or what if you set a timer for 10 minutes and do the X, Y, Z? And I thought, you know, there's a lot of options in that. And so I started to think, what if I made a card deck? And so each day it would just give you one of those options. And so I have, it's broken into a bunch of sections. So there are cards to help you declutter. There are cards to help you organize. There are cards about self-awareness. So like learning why you think the way you think and understanding how you make decisions. And um, it gets a little bit into the mental health side of things um, or the brain side. And then the other one is self-care cards. So you might draw a card that walks you through a mindfulness activity or um, some stretching. Um, there are wild cards where you could pick one and it means you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. So just trying to keep it interesting. And the thing that, that made it really fun for me, it was, it was a lot of work to put them together, lots of editing and all of that. But then I thought once I have them all together, I have to do every single card. Cause if I can't do it or won't do it, I'm not going to put it in the deck. And I had cards, I read it and I was like, I am, there's no way I'm doing that. That's out of here. <laughs> Cause I figured if I can't even do it and if I won't do it and I'm highly motivated and I really want to include this card cause I want a full deck then it it just can't go. So I tried a couple of my edited so that I would do it um, just to make it a little more palatable, but there were some, nope, gone. <laughs> That's awesome. And listeners, these are, there it is. It's a deck of cards. I mean, they are shaped like a deck of cards. They, they come packaged yep. like that. And, and I'm working um, on the app version. <gasps> well, I should no. say I, cause it's not really me, but I'm having the app version done. Oh so my I'm gosh. Very excited. Can't... Brilliant. Well, if I was brilliant, I would actually make the app, but I can't. <laughs> I'm brilliant enough to know to have somebody else do it. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And again, we'll include this the link in our show notes, but it's available at freshstartgroups.com. So Karen, thank you. Thank, thank you. During my questions. And it was uh, nice to be on your podcast. <laughs> Um, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you would like to know more or talk with Karen about her services, please email her. Her email is in our show notes. Um, I'll say it here though, in case you're driving, kcruzan at k2organizing.com. Uh, again, that email address, along with all of the other things we've talked about, will be available in our show notes. So yeah, that's all I got. I'm done. All right, we're done. <laughs> this has been janet and karen unscripted thank you for listening we hope you join us next time <laughs>